We've qualified for the World Cup. Go and compete. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Put Em Under Pressure podcast, the 14th podcast of this season. Uh, my name is Kieran and I'm joined by Adrian and Connor. It's the day after the FA Cup final. Uh, I'm sure we'll get to that in a, in a moment. We wanted to do a Premier League season review. Uh, we'll kick it off, Adrian, with uh, the best moment or your best moment of this season. Um, I didn't want to be too predictable and just say like the trophy lift or like when Chelsea beat City. So I went for a very specific uh, goal and it was Mo Salah's winner against United. Mm, yeah interesting uh it probably wasn't my favorite i mean the trophy lift and all those things were better yeah but um just for something different yeah i thought everything about it it was probably the first moment that i really felt a sigh of relief like we probably will actually win the league because it would be typical fucking united Mm. to like get an equalizer and then you know momentum is gone and all this kind of stuff so, that was the game where, he, when he scores, he takes the shirt off, and Allison's yeah. knee-sliding and stuff, right? Yeah, because yeah. they were 1-0 up, and United were really pushing for a goal for like the last 20 minutes. Martial should have equalised, um, and it was a corner to United last minute. Allison caught the ball and booted it down, and Salah... Like, even your man, Hamiz, was like tackling him the whole time, and it was like, <laughs> he's going to get him, oh, he's going to fucking lose it. And Salah had never scored against United. Yes. And... Uh, Yep, slots it past the hay, and it was that's when they started um, chanting, "We're going to win the league." Wow. Yeah. When was that? What month? What month? Christ. Uh, well, there were fans there. It was after Christmas, wasn't it? By January, February. February, I'd say. I'd say. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, few games before lockdown. It was before like their form just started to dip. You know when they kind of. When they lost to Atletico, and then lost to Atletico, lost to Watford. I think um, had like a fairly scrappy game against West Ham. Yeah, yeah, just before all that. Okay. So, I'd say February, probably. I mean, I have to say, I thought it was going to be predictable yeah. Liverpool winning the league, but that's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Alternative. It's, it's, it was just one little golden nugget moment in a, a sea of golden nugget moments. <laughs> <laughs> a ball of golden nuggets. <laughs> yeah. Do we, can nice. we get the golden nugget? team in there sure just a little what jingle what the fuck is that <laughs> there, there probably is one yeah you work your magic man yeah this is your job if there is a golden nugget team song we'll play, play right now, now. <laughs> and pause <laughs> wow we've struck gold great new golden nuggets yeah honey crunching good and pesky bandits won't get this tasty cereal wah wah steel piece new golden nuggets <laughs> Quick lollygagging around. Kids can't wait for these tasty new golden nuggets. New golden nuggets. They're honey crunches. Flynn, what do you think yours was? Uh, well, the only good moment of the season for Arsenal was yesterday when they won the FA Cup. Yeah. Really, the only good moment of the whole season um, was the FA game. Cup. I wouldn't say it's that controversial. It had a controversial moment, which was the red card. The second yellow. Yeah. First was yellow. The second yellow was not a second yellow. But no. on the other hand, at that point, Arsenal were already 2-1 up. Mm. And Chelsea, they looked a bit shit, to be honest. So mm. I wouldn't say that was the deciding factor in the game. 
No, no. the Bamiang was unbelievable. Very good. Was that his last hurrah for Arsenal? Uh, from the sound of the post-match interviews, it was because every interview was up to him. It's like, well done, you've uh, won the cup. Now, are you gonna stay? And he's like. I just want to celebrate the cup today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, mm. one of those. He also dropped it. He did, yeah. He, <laughs> Fuck he, it. he picked up the base. You're not supposed to pick up the base. And, uh, yeah, but why they even make them like that? Like, look, it's an accident waiting to happen, isn't it? It is, yeah. <laughs> they only get touched like once a year, though, don't yeah, they? Yeah, I know. They're definitely like passed around, I'd say. I'd say the amount of people who've dropped that, it's probably fucked. Like. Well, it's very suspicious, isn't it? When You know when the title goes down to the, the final day? And like I remember when mm. most recent one I, c- I can think of was Newcastle and Brighton in the Championship, opposite ends of the United Kingdom. Yeah. And Newcastle had to better Brighton's result, and th- they scored in like the 89th minute to win the league, and out comes the trophy in yeah, 90th minute. Yeah. It's like, hmm, where was that? Yeah, I don't understand that because even I see sometimes um, on the Liverpool um, like Insta. Yeah. It looks like they pass around the cup to the players, so each player gets to keep it for like a week or something. Because all of a sudden, like one of the players will throw up ten pictures of them in the Champions League trophy. So there must be something like that. But even when, like Liverpool have a Champions League in the in at Anfield, if mm. you visit, it's there. I think that's because they won it five times. But like, yeah. surely had to get in. What, sure, like once. So you can go to Liverpool now. Sorry, I'm rambling a bit, but you can go to Liverpool now and see the new Champions League, right? Right. Because they still have it. Yeah. But once someone else wins it, that's surely gone. They yeah. don't just have like a replica there or something, or do they? I have no idea. I don't know. Well, but then you go to like the new camp and you go do the tour, and they have thousands of trophies, and you're like, some of these are still being played for. Like that's they have what the I mean. Liga, but I know that they retire trophies after a certain amount of time. Yeah. Like you get one. With the when you win five times mm-hmm. in a row, you get to keep it, and they issue a new one. But then when you go on these stadium tours and there's hundreds of trophies, That's it's like I mean. they can't all have been retired. Yeah, it must be replicas. Definitely, the last day title wins have to be replicas. Like Newcastle yeah. had to. Have yeah, gotten. that's well. Yeah. Didn't before I used to see they had helicopters because they would have like the sky cam saying on the last day of the season showing a helicopter carrying the trophy and it's like going back and forth between ah, places stop. and I but was like, like hmm, and the, what, yeah. the engraver is on the helicopter like. <laughs> and helicopters don't go that quick either like, like. He- helicopter on. running out of fuel as well up there <laughs> if it goes extra time um, yeah because there's no way between I think they were playing Villa so it was only Birmingham and Newcastle but like that's not a that's not a three-minute helicopter ride. Mm. Unless they got, like, the Concord out. For the Unless they fell in, like, a reliant Robin having to drive up and down <laughs> the road. <laughs> Dead boy. But, yeah, Aubameyang looks like he, he might be leaving. But when will he leave now is the question because I think there's going to be a few transfers. Like, um, the Rangers player, uh, Alfredo Morelos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's playing for them. And the Scottish season started. He's going to play, like, Europa League games. But he's going to Lille when... League One starts again. Oh, is he? Yeah. Is that so new? I wa- relatively no, but it makes me wonder when, like Aubameyang, for an example, when he will go, mm. because the transfer window is that going to open after the Europa League and Champions League finishes, or who knows? Is it open now? Who knows? It's know. open now. I think. I think is it's it? open now, and it can close in October, something like that. Because if he is going and someone buys him, they're going to say 
no way you're playing in Europa League. Yeah. Because you've been injured for the start of the you know, the new season. So mm. we'll see. We'll see. Um I had very I guess I'll give a Palace favourite moment and I'll give a, a league favourite moment. Yeah. Watford getting relegated was obviously a very, very high point or a high <laughs> moment for me. Awfully run club. It still pisses me off that they were they got to the playoff final with Palace and we did beat them but with a whole team on loan from Udinese. None of them were English. None of them were English players. Mm-hmm. The way that they've sacked managers and the way they've got that dickhead Troy Deeney up front. You know? Yeah. Get back where you belong. Yeah. Tin pot. Um, I also, honourable mention, I guess, is that the big six or the top four was shaken up a little bit this year. I know it fell back into place, but it did make the year interesting when you were looking at the likes of Sheffield United and Wolves and stuff up there mm. competing while... Tottenham and Arsenal were struggling uh, in the league. Palace best moment though, outside of beating Brighton away. Win, win, I know. know. (laughs) It's been a bad year. It's what you live for. Winning two one at Old Trafford, Jordan Ayew and um, Patrick Van Aanholt in the last minute. Like the first time. Yeah, first time in the Premier League. Yeah, because we beat him in the Carling Cup. Oh, he's at the wheels. Oh, he's at the wheel. Yeah. They think he's a good manager now, too. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has played twice as many games, or has managed twice as many games for United than Arteta has for Arsenal, who's got the most trophies. Is this as good a time as any to talk about Ole and Lampard and Arteta and that kind of stuff, or will we save it? I mean, look, while it's fresh, we can just dive in. We can dive in. Well, who wants to go first? I feel like they're most relevant. I mean, I'm biased, but what... I guess you could tell me as neutrals what you think between the three of them. Well, I think that Lampard's getting a tough doing now, right? Because, yes, he inherited a huge squad with a good bunch of players, but would Ole Gunnar Solskjaer have been able to get Champions League with a transfer embargo? No. No, No, because the only reason they ever got there was they signed Bruno Fernandes, who scored like 20 penalties. Exactly. Exactly. So I think Lampard gets a hard doing in comparison to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. In comparison to Arteta, I'd argue that yes, probably Arteta's edging it because I feel the Arsenal squad is far less superior. It's probably the wrong word, but it doesn't have the depth that Chelsea had. They didn't actually need to buy anyone. They just needed to use the team that they already had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, I I would... um, I think Arteta would be my favourite, and I'm not honestly just saying that because you're here. Oh, yeah. But okay. I am probably most impressed with Lampard. Honestly, but when he was signed I, and they had the transfer thing, I thought a top half finish would be decent. Yeah. Because their, their team is just like, they didn't really have a team. Like Mount, Abraham, uh, is it Tamori? Yeah. Um, all these guys like... Reese James. Yeah. They just, we didn't know them. They came out of nowhere. So he was there with an aging squad, losing his best player, like, William was probably the only player you'd really the fact acknowledge. That, yeah. Giroud was kind of done. Mm. We all thought Giroud was... Kante's a bit washed. Yeah. Yeah, um, a back four that's, you know... <laughs> Still quite bad. <laughs> done. Um, so, I, I think I've been most impressed with him. Like, this Solskjaer thing drives me off the fucking walls. <laughs> what, what I'll say is, I think he's recruited quite well. And not just for um, Bruno Fernandes. I think... Generally speaking, most of who he's brought in has improved the team. Whatever about the prices of Maguire and stuff, um, 
and Wan Bissaka. He's generally recruited well, but I mean, if you ask a United supporter, do you want to see him there in five years' time, let alone ten years' time? They're definitely not going to want it. Sure. Oh no, they would. Some of them. Ah, would. So, some some yeah. of them believe it. Well, they need to pull it, their head out of their arse. Yeah, and it could. Gosh. I mean, it could happen. I mean. It's not gonna. the club aren't going to show faith in Solskjaer. Like he could be fired next year. I'd, I'd actually put money on him getting sacked next year because if they have another string of games like they've had where they can't win for love nor money, mm. United is bigger than any any player and any manager. They'll always replace. Yeah, Pochettino's there waiting. Yeah, he hasn't got a new job yet. No, yeah, because he's waiting. But like, yeah. there's, like there's no consistency. No. You know, they'll go on a 10 game winning run and then they'll be shite, 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 shite. And then eight game winning run and shite. So, yeah. and this is it. Look. I think they'll be found out in the Champions League. Yeah. And then when they play like, you know, every game to just get penalties and the fact that they've got like 25 over two years or whatever it was, it's just, mm. it certainly helps, doesn't it? Turn, mm-hmm. turn an even game. Yeah. But imagine giving, like, obviously Lampard has bought seemingly well so far. Imagine giving Arteta now hundred million. That's the thing. I think that's probably the argument, or what settles the argument for me is that you either take the money away and see who would do, who would manage best, who's actually like the the coach or the trainer best, or else give them all an equal budget. And I'd argue too that you know Arteta's been in in good hands recently yeah. with like being under Pep's wing. Yeah, um, Arteta. Is only he's been there the shortest amount of time. Uh, I think in some ways he's a bit overrated, but I think I have a lot of faith in him, and I think he's the man for the future. Yeah. But uh, there have been some bad results as well, like getting knocked out of the Europa League by Olympiacos, losing to Brighton, mm. which really ended any hope of Champions League football, and losing to Villa as well yeah. was a bit. I mean. Come on. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. But on the other hand, he's also beaten in the short space of time. He's beaten Liverpool, City, Chelsea, United. Basically everyone. <laughs> all the, he's beaten all the big teams. And apart from the Liverpool game, which was a bit Maria, a bit lucky. Mm. I mean, he hasn't had much of a problem. Tactically, he's got it right pretty well. And I think a lot of people expected him to try to imitate Pep. But it's been more like Simeone, really. They're mm. playing really like pragmatic uh, football. And the water breaks, I've noticed, make a huge difference. Because every time there's a water break in the game uh, with Arteta, he's there screaming at him, giving him instructions. And then they go out after a water break and the game completely changes. Mm. Uh, I notice that happens all the time. So he seems to be pretty good at adjusting tactically. And he actually made David Luiz and Mustafi and Martinez... Uh, look like a good defense. Yeah. Despite David Luiz's best efforts. <laughs> and the other thing is, too, um, speaking tactically, I think Arteta is superior, too, because when we've seen Chelsea or United uh, change their formation, it's been ineffective. I'm thinking back to the FA Cup semi final mm-hmm. where United played 3 5 2 and were absolutely dreadful until they turned it back to whoever they usually play or whatever the, whatever the change in tactic was. It just didn't work. Whereas Arsenal do, do seem to have a bit of a fluid formation where, you know, you could put Xhaka as a very holding midfielder or just yeah. a ball-playing midfielder too. So there's there's a bit of 
variety and yeah. it's funny that we're talking about Jacker and Luis and Arsenal I know like this, yeah. that's the one thing is that all these players who I thought were like no hopers like I thought Ceballos like I thought he was a complete washout a flop I was like no loss he's on alone he can go back to Madrid now mm. I'm like oh my god we need to keep this guy so bad yeah. Xhaka who got stripped of the captaincy for giving it the big one to, <laughs> to the fans and uh, he did yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, has been like the midfield maestro and David Luiz well I, I was going to talk about uh, that Man City game as my favourite match of the season but that performance in that match and then Mustafi actually looking like a good defender uh, this Martinez who has been unbelievable yeah ridiculously good when he wasn't expecting it I mean Leno was the yeah. set and forget keeper mm-hmm. and um, Aubameyang has been played as a winger and he's the work rate he's putting in is kind of crazy because mm. I always thought Aubameyang you stick him up front he's a poacher yeah you just get the ball into him and he'll tap it in or whatever but Arteta's like no you're a work you're a hard working winger you're like Salah now Salah yeah. and Manning. and uh, it he's better than ever and he was already pretty good yeah. so that's the only hope I have for Aubameyang staying is that he's supposed supposedly he is enjoying life and he's won a trophy now so maybe just who like knows? Robin Van Persie was. <sighs> Wouldn't it be so terrible if Aubameyang went to United? <laughs> yeah. Of course, so, uh, Art- um, Van Persie didn't win a trophy though. Oh, uh, fair. Yeah. So. God, yeah, that's not, isn't it? Yeah. He, he was on the bench in like 2005 FA Cup final. It counts. Okay, so <laughs> he, okay. he won a trophy as a sub that didn't play. I think. Yeah. Yeah, but you must put down. Arsenal season as a, as a success now, right? Ooh, I guess so. You can't say winning a trophy is not, but it's been like the worst season ever. <laughs> apart from that, like my god, but no eight. That is just. Uh, I'm sure we'll get back. Like a long it. time ago, though, that Emery was there. You know, it does. It seems like a long time. time ago. But I was thinking back, like and I was thinking of the best Palace moments was the um, like the the win away at United. Mm. I was on holiday for that game. God, yeah. I was watching weird. that in another country. You know, whereas that feels like so alien now, doesn't Imagine. it? Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll get to the worst parts of this season <laughs> later. For, I, I have for us. one or two honourable mentions. Good. Um, I'm just going to say this one first, because if someone has it for later on, you can cut this. Okay. Um, the Roy Keane punditry on David De Gea. No, actually. Wow, okay. That was a good one. <laughs> but is that your favourite moment? What, like, one of my best moments. Oh, yeah. Not a Liverpool moment, but like one of my favourite moments. One of the best moments of the year. Because I feel like Keane... I don't know if you feel this, but it's like a lot of it is just put on. Like, a lot of it is an act. Like, yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, That was one time I actually didn't think it was put on. I no, because he was threatening genuinely... violence. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I would puck the head off him yeah. <laughs> for leaving it a goal. It was shit. But like, God, it's just a game, right? Jesus you Christ. Know. You yeah. must imagine what the dressing rooms were like with that, when that United team were playing badly. They must have, well, I know Beckham got a boot thrown at him. Yeah. That was the only one that kind of came out, but there must have been a bit oh, of fisticuffs and stuff. Yeah. I'd say he was yeah. just a bully. Like, Well, supposedly yeah. when he was at Forest, Brian Clough nutted him. <laughs> like when he was like a teenager. But yeah, he just knocked him on his ass. Like, there's a lot of stories of Clough just, yeah, basically yeah. physically taking tactics into his own hands. You know, <laughs> when you play as a winger, he's not playing as a winner. Gets a broken nose, <laughs> plays as a winger. Yeah. Um, my other one, a little bit uh, 
different was Ben Me. His, you know, Ben Me for Burnley. Mm. His um little rant against the plane ah. that went above. Yeah. His, his uh his stance on racism. I thought that was because they just got spanked by yeah. Man City like five nil. Yep. And, uh, cool, and they asked him, and he was like, first off, I just want to say, we don't support that fucking plane. We don't support that banner. We, you know, Black Lives Matter. And I thought it was, um, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of those kind of political moments this year, hasn't there? I w- wonder what the crowd crowds would be like during these um, taking a knee thing. If the, they, yeah. Crowds. The only way it's working or that you know there isn't any opposition to it it's because it's behind closed doors mm-hmm. you know it, I can only relate it to do you remember Colin Kaepernick you know the, yeah, yeah, yeah. when he was kneeling for the American National Anthem he mm-hmm. played for the 49ers like blood was shed like vilified and he's not had a job since in the league like a, a excellent quarterback mm. it'd be like um, I don't know like something like Obama Yang not taking a knee and never playing football again you know, pretty mad. Americans love their national anthem. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. They do. Putting the hand on the heart. And the fucking planes flying over yeah. at the end every time. The jets, fume, fume, fume. It's like, all right, let's play fucking yeah. ball. Um, yeah, good moment. Have to say. Have to say. And you've got to think it's the same season when all this, these actions have been taken. It's the same season where the United fans were making monkey gestures at Sterling. Mm. Jesus Christ. But it was, yeah. right? You know? It feels like... Well, I th- I th- I didn't know that was United fans. I remember that's Chelsea, no? Well, that was this year before. Was a different I'm sure it was in the derby, wasn't it? Where United won. They won 2-1. Oh, okay. And they went to the corner, and it was like live on Sky. And oh, Sonny yeah. was going over to take the corner kick or a throw-in. And they were like right at him, doing the gestures. Like, not even yeah. a little bit subtle. No, so right front row. Chelsea. Chelsea did. But not that time. Okay. God, <laughs> he's had some fucking terrible time. He right has. Now. Yeah, he has. And every time he stands up and is like, this isn't right, it's like, well, we're going to make it worse now. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, worst moment. Uh, so, I'll go with you first. Your worst moment. Worst moment of the season. I really struggle with this one. Mm. Because, I don't know, maybe I'm just too in love with football. <laughs> hmm. Um, probably not. I mean, probably worst is probably like the wrong way of putting it. But I was really annoyed in seeing Pochettino fired and then Mourinho returning to the league I felt that was such a backwards slash sideways yeah. move it was mm. eh. again it's kind of weird that that was this season yeah Mad. so long ago yeah but yeah Mourinho coming back I mean he just feels like he's dead inside now I feel that he actually's fallen out of love with football too and Spurs would do that to you do you know what I mean they're, they're very bland they're a very bland team yeah Mourinho's like a parody of himself now before when he had the funny lines it was fine because yeah. he was winning and yeah. he was on top now it's just kind of it's sad it is <laughs> I'd be interested to see this Amazon documentary of their oh, season yeah. can't wait for that because he was calling them all cunts you can say it <laughs> I wanted to wait for you to say it to harmonise yeah, yeah. cunts <laughs> I, I didn't say it <laughs> any female listeners <laughs> <laughs> a females can say cunts too. Yeah, but they shouldn't. You gotta, God, <laughs> you gotta get them up there, girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. ad. Yeah, I don't see the problem with it. To be honest, there's no problem with it. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, but anyway, back to Mourinho. Sorry, yeah, yeah. didn't want so, to go off on a tangent there. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was just a bit depressing, you know. 
I thought the Pochettino's done an amazing job. Made Spurs better than they really should be, arguably. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. I know they had, they flirted with success under probably Harry Redknapp. Maybe was that the yeah last good yeah. times around them? Yeah. Pochettino made them a a steady regular European competition team. Yeah. Finalists, finalists, exactly. And if it wasn't, you could argue if it wasn't for Liverpool being, you know, that team, they mm-hmm. could have been champions of Europe. Yeah, but you know, big ifs. But yeah, I mean, that was uh, your worst moment. One of them. I don't. I don't want to be shit, but I really thought it would be a Palace moment. Well, I have loads of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was one. All yeah. right. Um, the worst. Benteke and and Sacco. What What about it? Just the fact that they take a quarter of a million a week. Away from our wage <laughs> so budget. Not, so it's not a moment, it's just the whole season. It's a string of moments, isn't it? <laughs> what it's happened to Sacco? Because I thought he was... So Sacco has probably played about fucking four games this year, and every one of them he's ended up with calf strain, or a groin strain, or mm. a strain. A fucking strain on my health, is what he is. <laughs> and he takes an absolute wage off us every week, and really, when he's on the pitch... He's either solid or he's a fucking liability. Mm-hmm. And I just think that if we shipped out the two of them to China or anywhere, we get some coinage back for them. Yeah. We free up that big wage budget that you could just pump somewhere else. The actual good players. The players that actually play football. Not just take up a physio table. Mm. So a formerly key player who's on massive wages, who doesn't play anymore, and you just really want to get rid of him, but you can't because no one wants to take him on the wages. Familiar, is sounds, it? Sounds very familiar. <laughs> um, you know, I was just thinking there, ye, what you paid Liverpool for those two players yeah. is pretty much the same as what Liverpool paid for Firmino and Mane. Mm. That's sick, isn't it? <laughs> fucking sick and like at the time they were decent signings yeah they've just gone to shit yeah the palace way um Flynn can we have your worst moment I would say that Brighton game was really bad Mm. because as I said before it was the end of any hope of well I thought at the time European football because we were staring a Man City semi-final in the face and I was like we had just lost to City really badly I was like well Probably not going to happen. So uh, that was the only hope of getting European football at the time. And not only did they lose in embarrassing fashion, but Leno ended his season, mm. which was a disaster at the time. It seemed yeah. like the end of the world. And also, Guendouzi hasn't played since that match because after that game, he went up starting shit with Maupay. Yeah. And uh, Arteta has basically said, you're never playing for me again. Yeah, so now one of our youngest prospects is getting. We're tr- we, we're trying everything to get rid of him because our head wants nothing to do with him anymore. Well, interesting point because Mannix, one of our friends and long-term listeners, we better be, Jeez, um, yeah. sent me a, a video of an interview of a podcast with Sean Dyche, and the first thing he says is when he's trying to build a team or you're trying to create a personality or a culture in a club, you have to get rid of like the Mavericks. You got to get rid of the the people that go against your goals and, and, and ethics. Mm. And that's exactly against what Arteta's trying to mm-hmm. build, right? So that will be such a stupid move, right? Didn't he slap him around the ear and then he it punched him in the stomach? fucking embarrassing. Yeah. I, I was so embarrassed watching that. And yeah. Some people were like, oh, he's he's showing passion. I was like, no. he's being a fucking knob. He scored passion by taking the ball and putting it in the back of the yeah. net. Yeah. yeah. And the absolute state of him, like, 
like <laughs> psycho Bob, like trying to intimidate. Yeah. Fuck off. And that's not the first time because this is um, part of a track record with Gwendozi of behaving badly. Gwyn's behaving badly because <laughs> uh, they went they went on a trip a team building trip to Dubai I think yeah. uh, like around Christmas and while he was there apparently he they were all in like a restaurant like a formal restaurant as like guests of the nation or like the prince or something oh, no. and Gwendozi was apparently got up on like a table and took his shirt off or something oh my god and I thought you were going to say I took a shit. No. no. <laughs> that was <Jesus>. afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, from that point, he was on thin ice. Right. And uh, this was just the straw that broke the camel's back, which is a shame because I think he's actually got a lot of talent. But yeah. you can't keep a guy like that if no. he's fucking around constantly. And that's the thing is that it's a bit like Balotelli, is that they might be priceless. They might be invaluable to you at the minute. But just like Balotelli, he's been kicked out and unwanted in every club he goes to. So no matter how much talent yeah. he has, if you don't have a bit of sen- a bit of sense or being sensible around yourself, yeah. you ain't getting far. Because man, I just don't want to pull up with that shit. You know, Balotelli well, like attacking youth academy prospects. It's like, yeah, no, yeah. I could do without this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'd be worse if you were at a team where you had to put up with it because if they were so good, yeah. like if you were. Uh, like QPR with Tarapt or something yeah. where like they had no choice they were, they just had to be like okay just let him do whatever he wants because <laughs> we really better. need it it's, yeah. it's worth the trade off for them that yeah. must be miserable yeah Um, my worst moment of the season is again Liverpool related it was losing 4-0 to City after winning the league just very deflating I kind of saw it coming I figured it would either be Liverpool hammering City or City hammering Liverpool. Yeah. And uh, I understand why it happened. It didn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, but it was a, it was a bit grim. Took a bit of the shine off, didn't it? Did a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I also have an honourable mention for West Ham staying in the league. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah. That that like I. The moment they were safe, I wasn't even aware. But when I found out that they were safe, I died a little inside. Yeah. I'm sick, yeah. shit of West Ham. Their time will come. <laughs> They're living on on borrowed time. Yeah, that can all capitulate very soon. Once Mark Noble retires and Declan Rice is bought by Man United for 150 million or something, yeah. they're done. So they just have such a mismatched team that just do enough, like Palace, to be honest, just just do enough to win enough games. To get yourself safe, but yeah. nothing else. Yeah, nothing flattering. So yeah, I'll celebrate the day. Um, I had another honourable mention actually. Oh, the transfer windows. Thought they were quite boring. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. Maybe, maybe we're living on yeah. to like, you know, back in the day, like the ones where we were like Rubino were getting flown in the country with like thirty mm, minutes. Yeah. To go and stuff. Maybe we're always judging it against that. But I felt that both the summer window. And the January window, of course, Bruno Fernandes was a great signing for it. But apart from that, I didn't think yeah. there was much going on. Yeah, I mean, COVID took a wind out of sails of anything from January anyway. And yeah. then, yeah, it wasn't a big, wasn't a big hullabaloo really. When the big, when the big ones were like Chris Smalling going to Roma and Ashley Young going to Inter and Victor Moses going to Inter and stuff, you know, you know that that's probably mm. a mm. poor window, right? Yeah. 
there just seems to be an awful lot less like big moves recently. Mm. Maybe it's because like the big teams are happy with their squads. Like City only brought in like Rodri. Liverpool brought in pretty much no one. Yeah. Did City only bring in Rodri. They bought another fullback, did they? Well, oh, probably. Angelino or I mean, Cancelo. Or... Yeah, like they do. <laughs> like no track. They yeah. do. Um, they do top up a little bit every year, but there's no big like you know. There's no exciting that, yeah, names. Yeah. You know, so um, they're obviously good signings for City, but well, maybe not. In fact, but yeah, yeah. But even like Spurs can't spend. Arsenal don't have as much to spend. Do you remember that fella that signed for Spurs, Gedson Fernandez? Yeah. Never. Nothing happened. Exactly. Yeah. No. I don't. No idea. <laughs> no. But Spurs probably have the worst signing of the season in in Dumbly. In Dumbly, yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. He has to be the worst signing in this year. This season. I was right? going to say flops of the season. I'd say in Dumbly. Oh, I got one. Jack Grealish because he dives all the time. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Flop of the season. Jesus I was going to say Haller <laughs> at West Ham. Yes. Big. Big. Like. 40 million big fuss yeah. around him and, too and he was great in Germany or whatever it was yeah. and uh, who else that other striker Joel Linton Joel Linton yeah Jesus yeah. That, he's worse than 40 Heather. million and two goals so it's like 20 million a goal and and he only <laughs> got like the two goals post-Covid as well I think I have no idea well look it's terrible oh no he's, he's are we going to do his palace are we going to do another um, like Team of the season and flop team of the season. We did one like mid season. I think it's going to be too quick a turnaround for us to do another Please. review. Should a league starting up in a month? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We got the Community Shield in a month and we've got Europa League and Champions League in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then we're back into it, baby. God damn. God damn. All right. Well, there goes that idea. Um, oh, uh, honorable mention for yep. worst moment for me is the end period of Emery's reign and Lomberg's <laughs> temporary. Caretaker rain. Oh, Jesus, those were good. Totally I mean, it doesn't bad. even seem like the season, but yeah. it was, and it was yes, bleak, it really so bleak. <laughs> is, is he? Is Freddie Lundberg still part of the Arsenal? Center? Yeah, he is. Yeah, sure. He was yeah. holding the cup there yesterday. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it was under twenty threes, or I think he is. Yeah, yeah. but uh, he's probably going to move on. I'd say in the summer. We'll see. Watch this space. <laughs> I don't think many teams would be queuing up for him based on. That cameo short. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't. Oh, it was bad. It was a tough. Look, period, I'll just say it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so those are our worst moments. Um, what what's the next? Uh, the next was the funniest moment or fun a funny moment from the season. Okay. So what do you think, Adrian? Well, maybe I should have used the De Gea stuff for this. That was pretty better. funny. Yeah. Well, that was one of my best moments. Funniest, I have two small ones. They're only little ones. Um, I didn't know you'd be asking me this. One is, <laughs> one is when you like defended David Louis, followed by David Louis having the worst performance ever. <laughs> but then he had a great performance. He's been great since. Oh. But uh, yeah, I just, <laughs> I just felt so shot down when I when I blamed him, and you were like, no, 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 he's been he's been good, and then yeah. What was it? He gave away a penalty and got he sent off? He gave away a penalty and got sent off, yeah. yeah. Oh, and gave away the first goal. So, yes. like, he deflected yeah. the first goal, yeah. Was that Brighton? That was City. That was City, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a very, very bad game for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I think David Luiz also set a record this season of most penalties given away by a player. Yeah. I think. It's like five? Yeah. It's not even, it doesn't even sound that many, really, but... Well, yeah. <laughs> some something to aspire to next season. <laughs> 
Um, the other one I had was uh, Newcastle thinking they'll be able to buy Mbappe. Oh yeah, um, my what a god! Shame. I'm so glad that all fell apart. Yeah. Uh, but genuinely, they thought they'd be able to do that. Yeah, they thought that it was like the end of Newcastle and idiots. Good times. Whatever back. about like a takeover, but like Everton are worth billions. Palace, the Palace owners are billionaires as yeah. well. Yeah, like all these wolves. Teams, yeah, the only team who's been taken over by multi-billionaires and made anything of it are probably City, you know? Mm. Because that was before financial fair play and all that. Exactly. Like Everton, yeah, they're buying players, but not to any huge extent. I know they spent 50 million on Richardson, but like we were just saying, Palace spent 60 million on two players. We did, yeah. Um, <laughs> so the fact that they thought that it would suddenly, like, flick of a switch... But that's the thing because you have to remember, right? This this delusion, I guess, is that even when City got taken over, they dealt with an awful, awful load of shit. For oh, the they, last had, couple they of had to buy a lot of shit. Other yeah. than Robinho, uh, they were buying players like Joe. Yeah. And who's that other guy? Well, he wasn't too bad. Rocket Santa Cruz wasn't yeah. too bad. Wayne Bridge, Wayne Bridge, Bridge. Was one of our first big signings. Yeah. Fucking hell. It's yeah. It's, so you yeah. just don't walk into it. Like, you have to be established to get these players. Like, they didn't even have European football. They didn't have top half of the table. Stupid. Yeah. 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 Not well, great. Not great. Those were two moments that made me chuckle. I remember, this is re- re- really recent as well. Um, I didn't plan for this, but I saw it earlier. You you mentioned the Villa game. Mm-hmm. Arsenal-Villa, where, um, where Arsenal lost and it ultimately kept Villa up. Yeah, did you? When Aubameyang was laughing in the face of Mings at a corner and they just subsequently just banged the goal and then from the corner right yeah he was like chuckling away with him so they do the whole thing behind the mm-hmm. hand and he was saying something to him Mings had none of it and Mings just goes past him and then Trezeguet just pops in the back of the net then so Jesus. yeah look whatever yeah I know right <laughs> we always bring it back to Arsenal uh, I said a funny moment was uh, when the Covid thing started and Kyle Walker put up like a tweet saying stay home and stay lives save lives and then the next day there was a story about him going to like a sex orgy <laughs> with like 20 people in a hotel very good uh, maybe um, Lampard and Klopp's argument was down as a funny oh, yeah. moment that was oh, pretty, yeah. pretty heated right I mean completely unnecessary really uh, who was he talking to because he wasn't talking to Klopp was he he was talking First... to Pep Blinders yeah, yeah. he's the First team coach. Or yeah, I can I can imagine him being a bit of a big mouth. Alright, yeah. that was for the remember the foul. Yeah, uh, when the lead up Alexander season. Arnold scored from yeah. Yeah, um, like, what have you won? It's like we're just about to win the Premier League. <laughs> God, yeah. I mean, yeah. that was one thing that made me think Lampard is just a bit of an ab. But sure, we knew that. Yeah. We knew that. And then he said, uh, "You won one league title, and you're giving it the big one." And I was like, "Is he talking a clap or about Liverpool? Because either way, he'd be wrong." This is the uh, <laughs> this is Lampard, the fellow that went to West Ham's arch rivals Chelsea uh, to make a career, and then spent his last season with Man City. Yeah, such a funny move that wasn't it? Well, did he Point go to Man US? City? He yeah. went to their loan team in Miami. I then think. he went to Miami. Yeah. Oh yeah, or New York was it? New yeah. York, silly. Very silly. Yeah, his his career really fizzled, didn't it? But he was fantastic in his day. Yeah. That 2005 season, just... But just remember that, that game against Bolton where they won the league, and he was just, like, couldn't touch him. Some mm. people were saying um, Mason Mount, uh, the same age as Lampard was, uh, he's got more goals than assists for Chelsea. Wow. Well, there you go. 
he's destined for failure now. Yeah. <laughs> That's always the way, isn't it? When they like compare a young lad against oh, a great yeah. player. Mm-hmm. Never hear of him Jermaine again. Jermaine Greenwood uh, might be Cheer's all-time record, apparently. Because he's scored younger, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Right? Let's let's see that happen in the next 12 years or something. Yeah. And Cheer's. Hmm. I mean, this is good a good a bet as any. It's as good a bet as any 18-year-old football player. Do you know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like some lad in fucking Ballancolleg High School could move to England and beat Shearer's record. Anything's possible. Yeah. I mean, I could move to England well. now and become a professional footballer. <laughs> Anything is possible. I mean, I some things a, are I less could, likely. Though. I could have a 15-year career until <laughs> my mid-40s and bang in 400 goals. I mean, it's yeah. possible. I'm but, rooting for you. But it's a good sign for Greenwood that he's scoring goals at, like, what, 18? True. Yeah. yeah. I just think there's always pressure put, put on these young Oh, guys. yeah. Like Rashford. Rashford already looks like it's getting to him, and he's 23. He already looks like he has the weight of like United on his shoulders when I see him play. Yeah. I think once you hit the England, England national team, you're just yeah. destined for mm-hmm. yeah. never living up to it. Because you're either overhyped, or like you say, there's so much pressure on that any mistake. They've seen, we've all grown up watching like former England teams and players getting vilified because they made a mistake in the World Cup or in the Euros, you know? So. Yeah. A lot of pressure. Pressure makes diamonds. Rob Green recovered from it. Won the Europa <laughs> League with Chelsea. Joe Hart did. Has no club now. Just, yeah. Can't even make the fucking team at Burnley. Yeah. Could be a bit varied, this one. But controversial moments. I think there's been a few. I think a lot of them revolve around the same system. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Adrian, you could go first. All right, well, I'm... I'm going to take this one right off the table. Okay. The disallowed Sheffield United goal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, would have totally changed. Like, Villa would have gone down, I think, and Bournemouth would have stayed up. Eddie Howe would have still yeah. been in the job. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, doesn't get much more. Con- and it's not even around VAR. Yeah. Uh, which I still back tentatively at this stage. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, I, I never really understood how... I think we were saying how that um, goal line technology worked. I didn't realize it was just fucking cameras. I know. Yeah. Um, oh, it really. Uh, it's like the man behind the curtain has been revealed. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, for sure, in my opinion, that was probably the most controversial moment yeah. because it really would have changed the outcome of, of for a few clubs. And I don't think. Um, I don't think there's been a, a, more than a ripple against it. Everyone's mentioning it. But do you remember when West Ham stayed up and Sheffield United went down when they had Mascarano and Tevez mm-hmm. and basically what oh, they yeah. did was illegal. That was thrown in West Ham's face, rightly so, for years. Yeah. Sheffield United have never let it go. But this one was just kind of like, yeah, they made a mistake. It's like, all right then. Yeah, I think at the time like they couldn't like predict how how big an impact it would have. But fucking hell, yeah. like it was just... We actually spoke about it, so I don't want to overdo it. Yeah. But the fact that we could see with the naked eye that it was over the line. The ref probably felt the same, but his watch never went off. Like, he couldn't give it. Yeah. Mm. And, yeah, and if weird. you think of the transfers that will or won't happen because of who got relegated, like Ake's already gone mm. from Bournemouth. Yeah. And Grealish might stay at Villa now, since mm. they aren't relegated. Yeah. And whoever. But. And Troy Dean will rot in Watford. 
<laughs> probably. <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> Though, did you listen to him on the um, uh, Louis Theroux podcast? I didn't. No, I didn't hear it yet. It's I remember you saying it. Yeah. Oh yeah, because he opened up and showed his personal side. This doesn't change the fact he's a fucking dickhead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> he admitted that West that Watford go out of their way to to injure players. Did he? Yeah. Yikes! It was on Talksport. And, you should not do that. And Chris Sutton was like, um, "Would you not? Would you not see like the sportsman, like the unsportsmanship in doing that?" And it was just after Palace Watford when Watford had injured. Zaha uh-huh. and he's like oh yeah but sure well, Zaha's their best player we, we, of course we target him take him out of the game gives us an advantage mm. like he's clearly not like the smartest man no, you know he swore didn't he on TV after oh yeah I'm you cheeky bastard you know. yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> sorry Nan sorry oh. it's like when he made a... your Nan logged off or like switched off the minute you got relegated like, <laughs> yeah fucking eager. when he made a comment a few years ago about Arsenal when they beat Arsenal, he said Arsenal don't have the cojones to beat us or something. Yeah. yeah. And every game since Arsenal have like <laughs> fucking <laughs> destroyed Because he beat Mertesacker to a header and they were saying, like, how did you do that? He was like, I just wanted it more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You're fucking that's it. wanker. Yeah. Get off that fucking perch now. <laughs> yeah. Back down. Back to the down ship. where you belong. Yeah. It's funny how you say that on the through podcast. He uh he sounds likable, is it? He opens up about his like childhood. And he stuff. does. Yeah. yeah. I think um, I always see people say that when people go on interviews, like no matter who they are, they could be the biggest pricks in the world, and people say, "Oh, well, you know, I didn't like him before, but after listening to him, I think he's all right." No matter who they are or what they've done ever, mm-hmm. it's just as long as they do an interview, it's been more and than five minutes. People are and like, it always the same oh. style, like podcasts and interviews, where it's just like, open up about your deepest troubles. But and if, you yeah. uh, you straight away connect with them and be like, oh, she said they're a fighter. Yeah. It's like no, you're a prick. But what they do, they touch on it. Um, but he kind of always like hops over. Yeah, and I would have you know been involved in some bad stuff as a kid, and I would have done that, and I went to jail. And you're like, sounds like you're a fucking asshole, mm. and you're just whining about your shit childhood yeah. resulting in you being an asshole. But the end result is you're still a fucking asshole. <laughs> Do you know yes. what I mean? Like that that bugs me when um like someone that we went to school with, mm. a random person, right? Yeah. Um and if you say, God, that guy was a prick and they go, Oh yeah, but you know, he had a really tough life or like, you know, his parents split or like something yeah. like that, you're like, I don't really give a shit. He's still a prick. <laughs> if he's a prick to me, he's a prick to me. Yeah. So yeah, there's obviously causes for it, and they, they, of course they are justified, I suppose. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean that everyone has to get stereotyped and grouped into that, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. So anyway, fuck Troy Deeney. Yeah, I think fuck that's, you, Troy. That's a unanimous vote there. Uh, <laughs> I I have one too, actually, because we mentioned the game earlier. Controversial moment. I think you met. Mm, I'm sure we mentioned the game when Liverpool beat City three one. Like statement of in, of intent, they really mm-hmm. gave their, um, I guess their notice to the league that they're ready to win it. And just before Wijnaldum's goal, Trent Alexander Arnold's blatant handball in the penalty box. <laughs> if that was given as a penalty, how different the season may have been. It's a lot of ifs and buts, yeah. and we won't get back into the whole destiny talk because, as <laughs> yes. as it was, I don't think we'll ever agree. But big moment. Definitely, yeah. That was my honourable mention. Ah. Um, yeah, because, uh, look, for me, delighted, 
Um, <laughs> but honestly, <laughs> honestly, as a neutral, I don't know how many neutrals would say it wasn't handball. It wasn't deliberate, but... But they, they changed the rules yeah, quite recently for that. Right? I don't even know what the fucking rules were. That's offensive handballs, isn't it? Yeah. Defensive handballs are still, you know, vague as fuck. Yeah. Um, but definitely, I think it was... Uh, could have changed things. I think it would have. But they were so... Like, Liverpool were just so good that day. Yeah. I, I don't know that they wouldn't have still gone and won the game. It's true. Like, every... I mean, every champion, every good team has had the rub of the green at some point. Yeah. France, national team. Rubbing, mm. the, rubbing the ball with their yeah, hands. Yeah. You know? Yeah, not that, they, their hands. not that they did much with it. Like, they boogled out of the World Cup. Yeah, it's true. It's but, true. um, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, that, that's a good show. I said a controversial moment was when City had their ban overturned or whatever it was. Yeah. Very good. Bravo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not even the <laughs> uh, Although I'm reluctant to bring it up because I don't even really understand what happened exactly. No, and apparently it's completely just and by, by the book they did everything correct and mm. the overturn was, was just. Uh, did you see the list of clubs that wrote to... FIFA or you no, it must have been UEFA to complain and say nope, they they shouldn't win the appeal. Like I mean, why they can do it, but it was like Burnley, Newcastle, Wolves, and then obviously Liverpool, United, and probably Chelsea. Mm. Well, I know Arsenal were there because Pep was and giving Arsenal. out about Arsenal, saying that I have a lot of respect for Arsenal on the pitch, but no respect for them off it. I'm like. Why the fuck are you standing up for these slave driving, yeah. you know, you yeah. ate, wherever they're from? Like, these fucking... <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what to call them. Slave drivers? Yeah, fine. But Pep is the biggest fucking hypocrite going. Because yeah. he gets up on his high horse about Catalonia saying, we need to, oh, they should, you know, have their votes or independence or it's their right. And then it's like, uh, so what about those people in, like, Qatar or wherever? We don't and, think about them. Yeah, <laughs> this fucking steroid juice head who also went over there to do more steroids <laughs> after he got found out in Europe as a player. <laughs> yeah. Fraudiola. Yeah. <laughs> I can't uh, add any more to that. No. That's pretty good. <laughs> I think that was pretty well summarised, Finn. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, we've touched on it, but I was, I was just going to say VAR all season has been a bit bonkers I mean it was always going to be a bit rocky the first season but I'm not a fan of the millimetre offsides was there um, no VAR in the FA Cup final or was there VAR what do you mean uh, no VAR oh um... was it in you like because I yeah, thought it was. was it it was Cause it, yeah because I remember one of the goals oh the penalty Aubameyang's penalty was reviewed oh okay. and Martinez catching the ball on the line was reviewed okay um, though it, that's fine. it was in it was in I just don't think it's going anywhere to be honest no it just needs to be I think your point stands it needs to be officiated better mm. or officiated differently yeah the rules just need to be changed totally yeah. <laughs> no handballs but the rules just need to be totally changed no no but the VAR the, the VAR works but like we said the, the handball thing when you're um in an offensive play is something like if it hits an, an offensive player's hand at any point goal can be ruled out what if you're doing a fucking 30 pass move and score and it's hit number 28 pass or you know what I mean yeah like 
two minutes beforehand. That's where it needs to change. It just needs to have a cutoff. Doesn't and the it? and the millimeter thing is bollocks. Like there has to be a point where it's considered level. Like their fucking idea was to make the lines bigger. Yeah. The, like then they just crossed over. Did and they just like, ask like a child like what would you do? I would draw harder. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, I'll draw you this line. They're like amazing, truly <laughs> yeah. amazing. It's thicker, genius. Yeah, that's how they built the empires, I suppose. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just. Yeah, I think the refereeing in England too is 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 so substandard. You know, it came out was it a tournament or two ago mm. that there was only one English official. It was the World Cup in in Russia, and there was only one English ofi- official, um, and people were shocked. Yeah. But I think the officiating in England is just very very poor. Yeah. Lots of silly errors, silly mistakes, things missed. You'd argue if the referees were any good, you wouldn't need VAR. Who was the good guy who went to? Oh, he was Dubai. Good. Mark My, Mark Atkinson. No, Clattenburg. 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 Yeah, yeah he's a, What did he like, go there for? To be a referee. To be yeah. a referee, just but, for better money in like Dubai. Yeah, and they gave him Fair like enough. a, a preser as well when he arrived, <laughs> like as if he was a new signing. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Fucking. It was all part of the. Um, it was all part of like the Qatar bid and stuff. The like, World Cup was any more yeah. fucking tin pot than that. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> they gave him like an honorary black kit when he signed as well oh. it's like here you guys stick that on that's your referee's kit <laughs> what's the number like yeah. <laughs> zero no numbers I mean. <laughs> yeah refs are going to start getting like fucking sponsors and stuff on well, that on some American sports like the, yeah. you know, there's more than one umpire they have numbers and they have initials and it's I think it means like back judge or something but like they just have BJ on the back of his <laughs> t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> oy, oy, oy. Brilliant. Right. Any more controversy? 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 Sean Connery the, coming out. Yeah. Controversy. Uh, not from me. Not from. No. Well. Well. No. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Do you want to go we'll... to the last one, so? Yeah, I think so. Uh, the best match. Your match of the season. Yeah. No brainer for me, anyway. What's that? Leicester nine nil. Oh, right. Okay. Big win. Mm. Absolute annihilation. And also a turning point for Southampton's season. Very, they, yeah, they wrote very them off. much so. Yeah. They scored more points since then than Leicester did, I think. Yeah. <laughs> How Leicester got... You know, they still have European football, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Europa League, yeah. Europa League. How um, Leicester still have European football when they haven't... Like, they won, like, three games since January? Crazy. Wasn't Jamie Vardy out for something? Did his wife have a baby or yeah. there was something? Yeah. He just never came back. Brendan Rodgers is only a, a flash in the pan manager, you know? Six months. That's it. <laughs> when it counts, he just slips. I, yeah, I don't know if that guy is like a brilliant manager or one of the worst managers I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to become the greatest ever. He's going to become the new Neil Warnock where it's just like, all right, shit, we're facing relegate Like... We're down, looking down the barrel of relegation. Get him in. He'll win us three three games. We'll get the nine yeah. points to safety. Brendan Rodgers will be the next Neil Warnock. Mm. He's a bit higher than Warnock ever got, in fairness. I mean, they've probably they've won the same amount of Premier League titles, right? Has Did Rodgers win a trophy with Liverpool? Did he win nope. Carl- nothing? Wow. Nada. Fucking shit. Nada ting. Warnock has won trophies at least, right? Like, if you take away Brendan Rodgers' right. Celtic wins, which is basically like a medal for show- showing up, what does he actually want? Uh, did he win anything with Swansea? Pro- 
probably like, won, championship yeah. or a playoff final or something. Yeah. He might have even finished second with Swansea in the championship where you get nothing. That'd yeah. Be, that would be funny. Probably, check, yeah. I'm going to check that. Um, he, I don't know. I mean, it was just such a marked difference between when he was there and when Klopp came in. Well, I think it, I I always say this that I think it's a bigger difference going from uh, Hodgson or Daglish to Rogers than going from Rogers to Klopp. Um, I think it's less of a step. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, there's been Klopp's been there four or five years at this stage, so the initial change was maybe, but I don't know. There was just a, a different. Um, when did Klopp came in in the middle of a season did he it was early it was October okay and he that season he just about squeaked Champions League didn't he just got there no he didn't get Champions League oh yeah he got to the Carling Cup final and the Europa League final and he came like 8th in the league okay Um, Hmm. the next season then they got Champions League and they've been there since so Arteta's already ahead of Klopp (laughs) (laughs) just saying well fair the, I just checked Brendan Rodgers' honours just to check. And yeah. He's won all the everything to win with Celtic in, in Scotland. Um, he won the playoff final with Swansea. But as I was searching and I was Googling Brendan Rodgers, like it was Brendan, Brendan Rodgers' wife, Brendan Rodgers' teeth. <laughs> With the two like, top searches. I didn't realise he had a teeth thing. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah, they all do. They all do. If you're Klopp, rich, you will. Klopp's well, you know. just fucking mental. Oh, teeth. Don't get me started on fucking <laughs> teeth. Uh, right, best match, Flynn. Well, the match that I most cherished was actually Watford beating Liverpool because at, up to that point, that was all I had to celebrate. And I was like, oh my God, the season's already apocalyptic, but if Liverpool beat the Invincibles, then it's just... Yeah, that's it's bad. like reaching into the past and ruining, <laughs> <laughs> ruining that as well. So that was one we watched together. I'm guessing it is. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. So it meant nothing for either team. In the it end meant nothing in the that. end, but at the time it was the one that, uh, other than obviously winning the FA Cup, <laughs> which I already mentioned, so I won't yeah, go there. But uh, that was the only game that really I thoroughly enjoyed this it, season. It did hype up a lot of people. Like it was a big game to to Liverpool to be unbeaten. To go from being like mm. unbelievably good to not just lose narrowly, just to get spanked. When you think about the fact that they sacked Nigel Pearson with like two two games. two games two games to go, and he had gotten them like that win, they were were they second bottom? They were bottom at Christmas. They were bottom at Christmas, and when he came in, he got them out of the relegation zone, yeah. didn't he? Not that far. was the craziest decision I've seen. That's there must have been something else, because there's no point. There was no point at all. Uh, there must have been something else. I think they just it's a trigger happy board. They've done it before. Yeah. Three, two, three managers a season. Yeah. Rehi- rehiring your man as well. Mm. Um, Gomez yeah. was it? They sacked him. Re. Uh, is it Gomez? Gomez Flores? or Sanchez or? Is it Flores? Actually, yeah. Kiko. Flores. Kiko Flores. Just saying random Spanish names. <laughs> Kike Hernandez. Kike Sanchez. Rama. Is it fucking? I can't even remember the name now. I'm so confused. Because he's yeah. Because they, they never last long uh, enough. Yeah. <laughs> and they were probably thinking, well, this is how we do it, and it's worked up until now. They had fucking Zola as manager. Zola. Did Jermaine they? Zola got no, promoted. I... Yeah. Oh yeah. 
he was manager during that time when they uh, uh, beat Leicester. That game. That yeah. game in the that playoff. Game. Yeah. That was the season after Palace beat them in the playoff final. And again, they had a team full of Udinese youth players. Leicester have had some crazy decade anyway. <laughs> they have. <Rock> <laughs> yeah. They'll get relegated soon. And that DVD, thing will, will be back to normal. That DVD yeah. will be eventful. <laughs> um. And their, their owner died into in a helicopter crash. Like, yeah. Jesus. Just in the middle of all of it. Yeah. yeah sprinkling a bit of helicopter catastrophe. And the orgy. The Thai, Thai yeah. orgy. What? And the racism. Do you don't remember that? No, please tell me. Nigel yeah. Pearson, when he was manager of Leicester. Yeah. Jesus, when I think of it now, they that great escape, Leicester yeah, staying yeah, up, yeah. which was crazy as well. But Nigel Pearson was manager then. And uh, I think the next season... During the off season, they were the off season. A fucking American here, yeah. like, the off season. Oh, it's a fleeing at ESPN. Yeah, <laughs> skip. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, Nigel Pearson's son, I think, who was in the U team in Leicester. I think they all went to Thailand, and they recorded themselves having like an orgy with a bunch of Thai prostitutes in a hotel room. Yeah, right. And Nigel Pearson's son, I think, was even there. Yeah, and he was saying. Oh, because of racial racial slurs to these people while they were like sucking them <laughs> off, like yeah. God. Uh, and the owners of Leicester at the time were Thai. Yeah, which is why they're still sponsored by Visit Thailand. And it's like, right. Visit Thailand for what, lads? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna tentatively Google that after we finish your. Can't believe you don't remember that. I don't know. I don't the video know how the to Google that. No. Leicester players <laughs> Thai orgy. I mean, and, and if there's Vardy more than one the, result, then and it's up to the gods what comes up. And, and Jamie Vardy was in the in the midst of all that as well, wasn't ah, he? After no just being signed for like a million pounds off Fleetwood. Let's <laughs> look at him now. Thirty-three goals, golden boot this season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I thought you were saying thirty-three goals. Yeah, like I he you did said not. that as well. <laughs> he did score thirty-three goals, didn't he? What? Twenty-three. In, oh well, maybe in the league. In the all league. competitions was thirty-three. Oh yeah, maybe in the all I competitions. You, yeah. Well, he's like that age. Anyway. That's quite low as well, isn't it, for an average golden boot? Twenty. It's around. It's around where I'd be thinking that golden boot would be. Anything less than 20 is weird. Mm. I think Anelka got it one year with like 19, didn't he? Mm. With Chelsea? He got like his yeah, golden he, boot. He did get the golden boot. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, still, 19. I'm still gutted. I know this is me being Palace again, but I'm still gutted the year that Andy Johnson scored 31 goals and Henri scored like 35. It was like <laughs> any other year and a Palace player would win. He did. He and we did, got relegated. He did win it some year, I think. But not for Palace, I'd say. Oh, he only had one year in the Premier League. Or maybe he was the top English goal scorer that year, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, was, he was. Yeah. Yeah. He was the guy for Liverpool, uh, not Liverpool, Sunderland in like the early 2000s. Kevin Phillips. Yes. Kevin yeah. Phillips. Oh, yeah. Also played for Palace. Yeah, there you go. Fucking golden boot winner in the midst of like Renisteroy and Henri and all these lads. Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah, Kevin it's Phillips. Phillips. Kevin Phillips. But that Sunderland team were great. Noel Quinn and Kevin Phillips did mm. big man, short man uh, <laughs> A timeless combination. It's like perfect. Yes. FIFA, just get in your big striker, get in your little striker. Yeah, no like, who was Keegan's partner back in the day? Oh, Keegan and yes. some guy. Les Ferdinand. No. no, it was Kevin Keegan. Before that. Fuck. No idea. Oh, man. We'll never know. We'll never know. Google <laughs> Football it. didn't exist before 91 anyway. No, exactly, yeah. My, um, I said best match. Obviously, I, I wanted to go with 
city match or one of those kind of games. I actually went with the no. probably because it's freshest in my head. Liverpool Chelsea five three. Oh, I thought you were gonna say when you beat Palace four 0 I was like you. Not no, I wouldn't do that. Oh, man. Yeah, I've just forgotten so many of these games because that's the thing. So Anything long, before but... lockdown nearly didn't happen to yeah. me. But yeah. the, the only one I wanted to say was uh, City Liverpool three one. But actually, as a game, the Liverpool 5-Chelsea 3 game was really, fucking class to watch. Yeah, mm. Really interesting. Brilliant to watch. Yeah. So, um, I have no no more to say on it other than, you know, look at the highlights or something. Well, a table full of winners this season, and me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Premier League and the FA Cup winners here. That's it. You know? Did you go mental yesterday when you won? Well, I was crocked and bitch so I was just like yay <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was a state when we won but anyway yeah I think we can wrap this season up as a success considering all of the challenges and all of the strange moments that happened I think the three of us can be quite happy with how our teams were and how entertaining the league was this year yeah in the end I guess I'm happy <laughs> reluctantly happy considering where you started and where you ended up yeah, although at the while. start of the season, I thought top four was like, we were like, okay, minimum expectations this for this season for Emery, top four and push for a trophy. And here we are. But you got to adjust your expectations, I guess. Just have none. And then you're always happy. Yeah. That will be the expectation for next season, though, if we get back to the Champions League. Yeah. I mean. You kind of have to. It's I mean, just hard these days when there is six or seven teams with that expectation you know that's it Leicester just threw a spanner in the works this season you know yeah. no one really called them to be I know yeah. they didn't get there in the end but a Champions mm. League team and I suppose they proved, they proved that right yeah and Wolves are pushing <laughs> Everton are going to start pushing with Ancelotti so I, I heard a controversial opinion I'll ask you guys too right mm. Wolves entertaining or boring uh, I'd say entertain more entertaining <laughs> than boring. You don't sound very entertained. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just yawned. I just yawned as I said that. Thinking of um, I would say more entertaining than boring, but I wouldn't be turning on the TV to watch them. That's fair. I yeah, think I think we go far in the Europa League. Yeah, they're I mean, built for it. Yeah, they'll give fits yeah. to any team they play in that. Mm. Yeah. Um. I I suppose entertaining as well. But I just think. But what game it, this season was good that you watched with them, bar like the Man City, the two Man City games? Do you know? No, I watched. I watched Liverpool play them, and I thought they were good. Okay. For there was a point. They gave Arsenal a hard. Yeah, well. like Liverpool were flying so fucking high at the point that they played them. Um, it was like no one could score, and then Raul Jimenez scored against them. And it was like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> we can concede goals. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, the, the the thing for them is, can they keep hold of the players? There's well, already Raul Jimenez, United, fucking shit I going on. just think that's a lot of rubbish. I do too, but... The reason I ask is because um, a fellow I follow on Twitter made the argument that they're just like the Portuguese version of Burnley. They concede, they concede very few. They score very few. They set up not to lose. And... Right. They're like the lowest scoring team in the first half, in the first 45 minutes of the Premier League season. They score most of their goals after the 60th minute mark. That's that's a stupid stat, though. Like, is it? Yeah. But it doesn't like, make them entertaining, though, does it? No, but, that, but that's saying... 
That's saying that they're not entertaining until after the 60th minute. Like, Burnley are never entertaining. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> at least at least Wolves try and pick them off towards the end or something. Yeah, and they have, like, you know, that... Um, is it NATO? That, that no, NATO? No, yeah. NATO. Traore. Um, yeah, Traore. They, they're some really exciting players. Not Nevis. Burnley. Irish player. Irish Premier League player of the season. Do we have to? No. Probably Doherty. I mean, there's Egan. been some young... Yeah, Egan. Uh, there's been some good young... Connolly. Irish players breaking through. through. Connolly, Obafemi, Ida, mm. Ida, or Ida? Ida. Whichever. Uh, and Troy Parrott hasn't broken through, but... No. He's gone off to Millwall yeah. now, hasn't he? Yeah. So but he's the youngest of them all, so... Harry, Harry Kane went on loan to Millwall first, and... And he could have played for Ireland. Yeah. So many players could have played for Ireland. It's yeah. actually depressing. I know. If you imagine a team with Jack Grealish... Harry Kane, Declan Rice, Martin Keown, a couple others. Martin Keown, <laughs> Daryl and Carragher can play for Ireland. Probably yeah. Rooney. Rooney, yeah. Mm. Definitely Irish. Just look at him. I know. What I the mean, fuck does that mean? <laughs> Rooney looks like the stereotypical nineteenth-century drawing of an Irishman. Like, come on. <laughs> Holy moly! I don't agree. <laughs> Fucking the English lad here giving us stick. Oh well. <laughs> now we know how he feels about. Well. Yeah. <laughs> You're all the same to me. <laughs> we wrap this one up. Another yeah. successful podcast, lads. We've that one thing to mention. Go ahead. What is it? Oh yes. Look. Credit where credit's due. <laughs> yeah, Dave won the fantasy football. <laughs> Day one. They've, they've, they've won. They've won. They've won.